All right, we're on the air, gentlemen and ladies. This is Steve Straczynski, a true man of the four outdoorsmen. My buddy Mark Lukey is next to me. And our buddy Sam, who's our third of the four outdoorsmen, is in Boston. What's he doing Boston. in Boston? Boston? What's he doing? He's watching the Red Sox, He's I having suppose, a beer. Huh? Is he- <laughs> um, I think he is... Uh, it's Sam's got like a billion relatives. Like he has a very large family, and I think it's one of his cousins or nephews or something. Yeah, he doesn't have enough money to pay for all that crap. But by the Those way, speak- Catholics with their huge families. <laughs> Speaking of relatives, I went golfing uh, for three days the last couple of days Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday, I golfed at Rough at, life, your yeah, retirement. Life is. is a bitch, and then you die. And then For I a guy can, as cheap as you are, you sure spend a lot of money in golfing, don't, don't you? E- my wife is listening, you chump. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's a tip for tat, right? Maybe you have to be conservative in other areas so you can enjoy what you want. There's, I, there's I, nothing wrong with that. I gave up on gentlemen's clubs. Yeah, yeah. Just so, saves, I, just so I could golf. That saved $2. <laughs> <laughs> I probably did. Anyway, so, so uh, speaking of relatives... Uh, I golfed Saturday, Friday at, at Voyager Village in Webster area, some Web Lake or someplace over there. Yeah. And then turtle back in Rice Lake, Wisconsin, Saturday and Sunday with about 36 guys. And it was an absolute ride. Now, one of the where guys. Did, where did you get 36 friends? Not me. I, not, no, I, they're not my friends. They were just short one and they, they saw me hitchhiking down 36 <laughs> with my golf clubs <laughs> and figured, hey, this little. This Did you have your guy. purple golf pants on? Uh, no, I didn't. I was kind of conservative dressed uh, this time, but uh, someday we'll do that again. But anyway, so um, one of the guys I golfed with is uh, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Scalise, and I play softball with him. He used to. He's retired. And he's smart because he's still in one piece, but he's uh, a cousin of Sam mm-hmm. Sam Baraclaw. Shocker. I mean, yeah. And uh, Sam Baraclaw, yeah. Sam, what's his name? Off it all. <laughs> And, uh, He's so, gone for one week, and you yeah, totally forgot. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, I took a picture of, of uh, Jimmy Scalise and me, and sent it to Sam. And Sam said, "Boy, I love that guy." So Sambo, I shared that comment with Jimmy as well, and he uh, assures me that he re- returns those those uh, feelings for you as well. It was well, a lot I know of fun. the uh, the kids aren't with Sam, so that's got to be a nice couple day weekend with with Mama. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure they're enjoying themselves. Boston, I, I I've never been there as an adult. I went as a kid. the The bummer thing is being the youngest out of four kids. You and way younger, right? Like yeah. I'm ten years younger than yeah. my oldest sister. We traveled the world, but I was like eight years old, right? We drove yeah. to every state in the United States. Did you see the biggest ball of twine? I did, Atta and boy. the Golden Spike, and uh, <laughs> and you know every stupid you know. Tourist trap in the car world. henge, yeah, car henge, everything, right? The uh, the prairie chicken of Minnesota, you know, every, everything. What's that? Wall, but I was so young. What's that wall drug house? Is there like a wall drug house or something like that? Wall drug, wall drug in South Dakota. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, the corn thing, the corn, the corn palace. You saw oh, that, yeah. Mitchell? Oh, of course. I've, you went to the oh, you went to the corn yeah. palace, Mitchell, South Dakota. Corn it's on palace. my bucket list. Yeah, yeah. I, I went there. I've so I've toured the world, but I was so young, I don't remember a thing. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to. Torture my kids with that. Someday. No, no, you're gonna now. You have gas to take, might have to be under seven dollars a gallon no, for me. Sam, to do uh, Mark's got. This is Mark Lukey, my my buddy here, and and uh, he's got three kids, and you're gonna be taking those three kids then to Disney World, aren't you? I refuse. <laughs> I absolutely refuse on moral grounds and uh, financial money grounds financial grounds and financial grounds. Yeah. 
Disney is evil, and I avoid it at all costs. There's a water park in Wisconsin Dells that is just as good, right? <laughs> yeah, they love yeah. the Dells. I've been there once a year forever. Valley Fair is cool. Valley yeah. Fair. I've never taken the kids to Valley Fair. To be honest with you, I've been to Valley Fair once in my life. What? Because I did not live here as a kid, you know what I mean? So yeah. you don't really go there as a 25-year-old or whatever. Well, you might not. I might not. But anyway, I, I do need to go there. I, I do go to... Um, the Como Zoo a lot because it's free. Yeah, I'm cheap, and, yeah. cheap, cheap, cheap there. <laughs> Besides that, not much. Yeah, I'll tell you, um, I'm talking about Valley Fair, and I shared this story with you guys before. I've only been there once myself, I believe, maybe twice. It's been a long, long time. The roller coaster that I believe is still there was a roller coaster at Excelsior Park when I was in grade school. And when Wait, they, they sh- moved it? They, they tore it apart and put it back together there. I would not trust that. And uh, Excelsior Park was in Excelsior, and that's where all this, the uh, uh, patrol guys and girls would go for a grade school and and for their annual deal whatever so i've been there wait what what you know when when you, you patrol people when you hold a flag for people walking the oh like safety patrol there crossing guards yeah, yeah. Crossing i thought you meant guards. like police officers no that's like, not what? me but anyway so uh so uh, but when i was at fisher nut company we uh we went to valley fair and that was one of the company things mm-hmm. and it was kind of a cool deal and we took we could take our families and i don't know we took our kids i'm sure and and uh, that was cool. So the next Tuesday, there's like 30, 40, 50 people from my office that went there. Next Tuesday, we have a meeting every, we had a meeting every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I forget the name. Of the, Colleen Ryder was her name, I think, maybe. And she was in my office. She was like Maud. Remember Maud? Little feisty, little sarcastic We're way lady. Too young for that. Yeah, no, I was just nodding like, yeah, Maud. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I know Maude. the name. I'm heard the Maud. Yeah, I'm seventy. Mark is forty-one, and Brandon is forty-two. Forty-two. All right. So I guess you, you might not remember who Maud is. Anyway, so in the meeting, I was kind of a, I was in a bad, bad mood or something like that. My manager said, "What is wrong with you today, man? You're usually in a pretty good mood." And whatever Colleen, whatever her name was said, she says. Uh, uh, talking about Valley Fair, she said he's still pissed off because he couldn't get on some of the rides. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> she got you. She got me. It was pretty good, yeah. Have you seen the plans for the uh, water park by the Mall of America? No. No. But it looks pretty ridiculous. Like I'm it's sure a big it'll be indoor like water park. dollars to get in there. Yeah, kind of the, that's what there was an article going around that people were complaining about the projected cost that it would be to, to go. But that's it did good. look pretty huge. That's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in. It's something. Something but to do when you're right, bored. The Dells rules, and they're not far at all. Well, in the Dells, yeah. But I go there yeah, all the well, time. That's, what, that's four hours, isn't it? Yeah, three and a half, four hours from oh, here. Why not go to Mall of America? for? You know, it's, it's, a, it's right next door. I grew up about a half an hour from Wisconsin Dells, and I went there like twice as a kid. Yeah. I never went as a kid because we always had a cabin you know, just yeah. out west here in Annandale, so we would spend every weekend at the cabin and doing water sports and stuff there, so there's Ooh. never really like a big need to go a brand to a, a water park. <laughs> Well, it wasn't. Just, it was the whole family. So, <laughs> but yeah, and I guess out of the two, like I think I appreciated the time at the cabin more than I would I the time at the Dells. But I did just recently go to the Dells a few years ago for the first time in my life, and it was a blast. <laughs> I think I've been there once with the kids as well. Go ahead, uh, Mark. Go ahead. Well, I, you know, I thought we should probably talk about some outdoorsy. Type oh, like stuff. fishing? You mean? Oh, and nah. Hunt, nah. Fishing? Nah. What? what? Golfing? Um, Golfing, we can talk about. I, I suck. I golfed for the first time this yeah, week. Yeah. Um, thank you, Barry, for inviting me to a charity event. It was like Hearts for Hammers or something. It's uh, oh, an organization. No, that it's, it's it's Hearts Get Hammered. Yes. That was, that was the wrong Well, idea. that happened. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it's an organization that helps fix up lower income people's houses for them. And uh, I had a great time. First time swinging the clubs, a little rusty, a little rusty, but it worked out. 
you feel a lot better about yourself when you play a scramble. I'll tell you that. Oh, absolutely. You always got so much and, fun, and you don't even be the last guy. I don't know to swing. why I don't do that every time. What order were you in the scramble? You were not the last guy, right? With all the pressure. Um, no, I, we just kind of rotated. So, um, we used some of my shots. I did pretty well. Oh, good. I did fairly well, I guess you could say. What else? It was an easy week for me. I went to the shotgun showcase at um. Where did I go? The Horse and Hunt Club in Prior Lake on yeah. Thursday. With, nice place. With our friends, Pheasants Forever. Yeah. I've really gotten to know all the people at Pheasants Forever because we go to so many of these events with the Flush and Rooster Tails. So many of my partners at Ron Share are also Pheasants Forever members. So it was fun. So a shotgun showcase, you show up. Every station has a different gun manufacturer. So you can go from one to another to another and shoot all these guns that, A, I would have no business shooting because they're three thousand dollar guns and also a lot of strange calibers like have you have you ever shot a 16 gauge uh no but i no i haven't yeah no, so no. i shot a 16 gauge a lot of 20 gauges a lot of over-unders a lot of a lot of things that i wouldn't normally shoot than my standard sx3 winchester you know 300 hundred dollar gun so yeah. it was fun i shot with travis frank so it's always fun to outshoot someone that's a professional i shot a rabbit this week i saw that yeah i killed a rabbit that's against the law isn't it right now uh, not if you have a small game license. I don't. You probably should. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> we like to openly admit law-breaking on this <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, well, it was eating Diana's flowers in her garden. Threw them out and blasted it. The, that was the one time that the police came to my house as a child. Did I tell you this story? I probably have. Well, we have new listeners every day, pal. Give it we a do. Sh- yeah, so I was a young child. Hang on my- a second. Before you talk about we do have new listeners, like uh, some guys I golfed with. They promised they'd be on their way home right now. Todd Hubbard. I call him Mr. Pumpkin. He's a little chubby guy, just like a pumpkin. He's wearing an orange shirt. Todd, come on, get better than that. Uh, Mark Peterson, Dave Norton, and uh, Fred Mackles were guys I golfed with, good guys. And thanks for listening to the show, and thanks for being part of it. Hey, let's talk about your— uh, The one time the police came to my house? Yeah. Well, uh, my dad grew up on a farm and um, in the country, and he's used to that kind of lifestyle. And we had a garden, and we lived in a suburb like your regular suburb. And there was a rabbit always eating our garden. And my dad was a bow hunter. And he decided when he saw the, the rabbit in our garden to open the window in our kitchen, pull back and draw and shot. And he was a great shot. So he hit a rabbit. It then proceeded to run into the neighbor's yard where there was about 15 kids playing on the swing set. Was the arrow still in it? The arrow was in it. <laughs> and I, I love it, it. And when you go coyote hunting... And you play those sounds of a rabbit in distress, yeah, it yeah. is ear piercing, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the rabbit decided to croak right in front of these children who started screaming. It's a learning moment. And uh, the police came to our door. Oh, that's and, um, funny. But it is, you know, it was a small town, so um, they he, understood, yeah. right? And your it, dad knew the cop, I imagine, right? No, no. but um, it, it is alarming when you, you know, you're nine, ten years old and you open the door and there's police officers looking for your dad. Yeah. But um, they, they gave him a stern talking to. So but, what happened to the... Did your dad have to go over and get the rabbits? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sure he did. And uh, then we ate it. <laughs> <laughs> and he, there was no license there, I'm guessing. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Probably that's, not. That's a great I don't know story. the laws about, you know, varmints and gardens. Yeah, I and, think a rabbit's a varmint. Maybe if, Rob You talk that. to my wife. That rabbit's a varmint, man. She... Um, she wants me to take them out as much as I possibly can. I Definitely. should try to eat one one of these days. I, rabbit is awesome. You know, whenever I always eat rabbit at that sportsman's dinner you take me to. Yeah, and um, I love it. It's really good. I, I had it a lot as a kid. I had squirrel too. Did you ever eat squirrel as a kid? A uh, little bit, and I tried it again like two years ago when I went hunting squirrel at my son's property. And by the time I 
clean the squirrel look like a chicken McNugget. So uh, <laughs> that was too much work, man. It does. I'm telling you, if, if, if there was a YouTube video of me teaching people how to clean a squirrel, uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't happen. You got there something to say? You, got... you should do that. Make that video. Oh man, I'll subscribe. I'll I was using. That. Well, I suppose if since you're using a butter knife, you know. Yeah. I don't have all the right tools. You know, I just... um. The internet has everything. You can learn to do anything on YouTube. I've, I've seen well, all isn't this that stuff. one of those ones where like they yeah. hold them by a thing and they just pull it and like yeah. Just yeah. So I research. Right I research one where you just make a few slits, step on the tail, and pull. Right. And the guy did it, and wow, he's You're clean. Like, look at how easy Throw that right is. Right on a grill, so ready. So I tried it. Pulled and I ripped the sucker in half. <laughs> yeah. So then I have guts and two pieces of squirrel dangling, and it did not go well. Yeah. Delicious. So, yeah. Delicious. But it's, I still ate it. What do you got? You got a shout-out? You're doing something with your phone right yeah, now. Yeah, I have a couple shout-outs. The shout-out picture is Strew with my son, Max. He was gracious enough to invite us to his cabin in Chitek. It was yeah. a beautiful weekend. The rain yeah. held out for us. Um, a couple shout-outs from people. If you want to be on the radio or give someone a shout out just comment on our facebook posts every week and and we read them all on air um first one is from cameron jacobson says successful day of forging in my yard he found a morel mushroom you found one in your yard too yeah a little tiny one but there's got to be more if there's one there's got to be more and i know do you check do you how do you know it's a morel i mean i know what they kind of look like but isn't there false morels uh there there is but i don't know what the difference is so i'll i'm willing to take the chance a um, couple other pictures. Justin Zeiss sent in a nice picture of a walleye, and it says top fan next to him. So thanks, Justin, for being a top fan. Craig Rudolph Jr. says no fishing this weekend, but enjoy the outdoors nonetheless, which is a great thing. And I'll tell you, I didn't either because I have rented a cabin the last two summers. So we we're gone every weekend. I have so many house things to do. I spent uh, 10 hours yesterday staining my deck. You know, this is the, we have a cabinet in Tech, Wisconsin, of course. Anyone who listens to this show on a regular basis knows that. And I love it. And I was talking to Mark Peterson. He stayed with us for two nights. And I can go up there. It's only an hour and 45 minutes away from our place, our home. And I could be there for two days. And I seem like I've been gone a week. It's just nirvana for me. I'll sit on the patio with a cup of coffee. I'll mm-hmm. go into town and get the morning paper and look, watch the sun rise. It's just wow. over the lake. And it is really, really a cool, cool deal. This is something that, I, that I'm embarrassed to say, although this is the truth. We've had it for 34 years, maybe 35, in that ballpark. 1980, ah, something in that ballpark. 1986 or 87, we bought this place and fixed it all up. And this, I stayed there from, I stayed there for a week just now. It's only the second time in 30-some years I've spent a week at the cabin. Isn't that? That's, well, you live so close. Why? You know? Yeah, I don't no know. No big deal. Yeah. You do look very tan. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. My wife spends a lot of time there because I think she likes being away from me. Who your paper and mail when you're gone that long? Uh, nobody. I just, uh, just Let stack, it pile up like stack. a savage? I piss off all the mailmen because I got to jam it in that big box, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Good. Yeah. What do well, you got? we have a big show tonight. Rob Driesline is going to talk to us about the mess in the state legislature. We don't know if it's a mess. You're not a politician. Well, I read the outdoor news. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> and it's a mess, like all things government. And then also we also have uh, Steve Rennenberg on at 640. They decided to sponsor us, a uh, big-time sponsor with us for another year starting next week. Thank you so much. We're going to learn about uh, them. Would at, you tell somebody what Steve Rennenberg owns, he and his wife, You're going to have Frank to Chris. find out. Oh, but that's right. Ely, Minnesota. That's right. You're an, you're an experienced radio guy. You're teasing yeah, everybody. Dude. That's called a tease. That's right. you got to stick around after the commercial. Stick right. around, everybody.
Missed part of Bob Outdoors? No problem. Just click on the Weekend tab at MyBobCountry.com to listen back to the four outdoorsmen anytime. We all know there are a lot of hard water fans out there, and you'd ice fish every day if you could. Sam here. I prefer sunshine, 70 degrees, sight fishing for panfish, or trolling for walleyes. And if you're like me, it's not too early to plan your trip for the opener to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Wait a second. There's no opener on Devil's. Walleye season is open 12 months a year, 24 hours a day. You can keep five a day, 10 in possession, and there's no slot limit. Devil's Lake, a fisherman's paradise. Check out devilslakemd.com. Looking for the perfect northern Minnesota family summer vacation? Then you must check out Balsam Beach Resort and RV Camp just south of Bemidji. The fishing on Lake Plantagenet is great, but the emphasis here is family. The cabins are beautiful yet rustic, the grounds perfectly maintained. The beautiful pool is heated and there are plenty of water toys to keep the kids smiling all day long. See for yourself why many guests return year after year after year, the four outdoorsmen included. Visit BalsamBeachResort.com. Call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional AC repair at your West Metro or Wright County home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your AC goes out on a hot summer day. Don't sweat over a unit that's on the fritz. Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any AC system and can get your cool air flowing again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your AC goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it's too late. DazealHVAC.com. <laughs> Mark here, and I'll be the first to admit that my health has taken a backseat to kids, work, and family these days. I've been unhappy with my current care that's reactive and not proactive. That's why I'm excited to go to a consultation with Everest Men's Health in a few days. You too can schedule a $50 testosterone test, including blood testing, body composition, and consultation with one of Everest Men's Health medical experts at one of their three Twin Cities locations. Go to EverestMensHealth.com. Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues excuse? Power Lodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. There are so many words to describe Panera's new chef's chicken sandwiches. The chicken, juicy, succulent, seared. The brioche roll, buttery and toasty. The Parmesan crisps, crunchy, tangy. The secret aioli, creamy and rich. All those words, but when you have a bite, you might just be left speechless. Panera's new chef's chicken sandwiches. Enjoy $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash delivery info. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. 
COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Hey, we're back. Mark Lucas, true man, Brandon behind the glass over the four outdoorsmen tonight. And uh, with our, our buddy Sam, who was in Boston, he's at, uh, you know, I wouldn't travel for, I would not go out of state for a, for a wedding. Um, well, what if it was paid for? I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I had a lady who rented our farm from Boston. She called me Mac. Mac! I'd uh, I'd probably even go see uh, Rob Dreesline out of state if someone paid me to travel there. Rob, I would. Rob, welcome to the Four Outdoorsmen, sir. Thanks for having me on, guys. How you doing? Beautiful weekend. Huh? Oh, I tell you what, I was telling these guys. You might have been listening for the first couple of minutes here a little bit, but I just got I golfed Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in northern Minnesota up in Voyage Village in Turtleback, Wisconsin, and Turtleback Golf Course, and all three days were stunning and fished a little bit. No, it's uh, we can. You know, you can't have a rainbow without the rain. So don't bitch about the snow and the cold weather because we got the good stuff coming right now. You know, you can't have it all year long. About two weeks, and it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, speaking of this is Rob Driesline. He's the the uh, the publisher of the Outdoor News. It's one of our, of course, the, the biggest newspaper that we read. And it's, it's the only newspaper it's, I it's, read. It's my Bible. My Bible. Anyway, so you what, did, say what, that, what did you do? What did you do for, well, yeah, it's my outdoor <laughs> I'm Bible. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so what did, what did you do all, the, all this last week in this nice sunshine, Rob? Yeah, golly, I'll tell you, a lot of yard work, actually. Uh, I'm disappointed to say it's just getting, getting caught up. But you know what? I, I had a lot of fun this spring, uh, tur- turkey hunting and helping my dad out with some tree planting and that sort of thing on his property. So I, I had to get caught up, and hey, it was a great weekend to do that. And, and, you know, that and the graduation thing, you know, some neighbor graduation. So it was oh, yeah. a good time. Yeah. Did you uh, check yourself for ticks after all that yard work? They are they are a popping. You know what? The yard work, not so much, but uh, my dad's place, he's in southeastern Minnesota, you know, the Winona-Houston County line. And, yeah, I mean, we, we I had my boys out there, too, working. And I bet we picked a half dozen ticks off each of us over the weekend. It, it's it's crazy time of year for that. Is it me, or is it the last five to ten years there's been a huge increase in ticks, it seems like? I, I don't know why, but I don't remember ticks being this prevalent as I was a younger man. Yeah, it does seem like they're worse in Minnesota. I, I've, I've done a lot of hunting in Wisconsin over the years, and it seemed like they were always worse over there on the Wisconsin yeah. side. And now it's caught up here on the Minnesota side of the Mississippi. Yeah, I agree. You know, one of the things you're talking about, Tex, we're going to talk about other things, of course, with, with Rob Driesline of, of the Outdoor News, but you talk about, you know, okay, the, the wood ticks are wood ticks. We don't hear much about deer ticks anymore. It's almost like... The Asian flu was was a big, big deal for a while. Then all we hear nothing about it anymore. It's still there, obviously, but we hear nothing about it. So, are deer ticks are they still as prevalent as they used to be? I don't know. I've never had one. Um, I pulled several deer ticks off me last weekend, guys. Really? So, yeah, at least in southeastern South Minnesota, they're prevalent. I mean, it's pretty easy to tell the difference between those and the wood ticks, you know, slash dog ticks. Well, don't uh, don't invite me to one of your kids' weddings down that way. I'm not going to come. That's that's all there is to it. <laughs> Hey, Rob, i tell you what, the reason we, of course, we like to have a lot of fun with you. You've been on the show a number of times over the last seven, eight years, and, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So thanks for doing that. But you, I love every time. I can just see, I can see this, this steam coming out of your ears a little bit when you're writing these articles about the, the, uh, you know, the, the legislative session and the results and the, the surplus we have in the state of Minnesota and how it's allocated and all that. But go ahead, Mark. 
What I like about you, Rob, is you can explain it to the layperson like me and Stu. Um, sometimes when we hear about this stuff or even read about it, it's hard to tell what's actually going on, and we know you do a great job of explaining. Can you kind of start at the absolute basics, maybe with, uh, you know, there's a budget surplus and people are fighting for that money, and how does that involve the outdoors? Oh, boy. Yeah, there, there's a lot to get to, guys. Um, so, yeah, there is a budget surplus for a multitude of reasons. There's also some federal infrastructure money uh, coming in, which it all comes to about $12 billion extra. And that's over and above the budget. And that, that was part of the reason things didn't get done this year is because all the budgeting got done last year. So there was no pressure on legislators. Really, to, they didn't have to get anything done this year. There's, there's still a state budget in place. But there's this surplus, and there was a deal between Walls and Hortman. She's the, the you know the the, uh, the House leader, and then uh, Jeremy Miller, the Senate leader, to kind of split it three ways. And you know we we can argue about the politics. There might be some people listening say that should all go back to the taxpayers, and there might be some other people say spend it all and let's take care of some infrastructure. And they had a three way deal to I think it was one third tax relief, one third save it for a rainy day, and one third do some investing in some infrastructure. And I think most reasonable people can say, yeah, you know what, we yeah. got we got a little extra cash here. Let's get some things done. And nothing, very little got done. You know, per my column, the environment bill didn't even pass. If it had passed, it would have been ten million dollars, which, you know, I'm not a math major, but I think that's a quarter of a percent of that four <laughs> billion dollar surplus. Yeah. Um so that that was the I guess the launching point, at least on the environment bill side, guys, there were some policy matters in there maybe you wanted to talk about. And then there was also the legacy bill and the environmental trust fund bill, and I'd be happy to discuss those issues too. What uh, I, I read your, uh, well, the Outdoor News article about some of the things that are included on that. Um, well, first of all, so it's not going to pass because they're not in session, correct? They didn't, unless yeah. they call yeah, they, a special they, session, they're they not going to pass They that? ran out of time. Okay, they ran out of time, and the only way that this would possibly happen is if they called a special session just for this? No, no, there's a bunch of stuff that didn't get done, guys. And they, you know, this, you know, on the list of priorities for a special session, this is probably about number five or six. I do think it would it would happen if there was a special session. But, mm -hmm. you know, Jeremy Miller went back to Winona and said, you know, Republicans aren't interested in a special session. Now, they, you know, walls can still call them in. That doesn't mean they necessarily get anything done. Now, this, this column was dated May 27th, guys, and I've, I've been watching very close. And I, you know, 10 minutes before I came on air, I, I did my sweep of all the government websites that have information, and I don't see a snip of a special session in, in the air. So as of right now, this is where it stands. So on these kind of giant bills, who, like I read some of the point-by-point -point things that some of these include, who exactly like comes up with these things? Are they recommendations or there's just so many different things from different avenues reading through them. Some I'm like, wow, that's a great idea. Some I'm like, well, you know, that could probably wait. Who, who comes up with the details of this sort of thing? Like the policy matters and the omnibus bill. Yeah. You're talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, every legislator's got their, their personal grab bag items they'd like to see right. included. A lot of them never make it. There's a lot of wheeling and dealing. Uh, you know, I was, what, what, one thing that's very frustrating is that, you know, back in the day, a lot of this was worked out through the session committee. They determined how much mm -hmm. money was going to be spent. What's going on now is it, it's like 
most legislators don't have a whole lot of say. They just wait for the leadership to tell them this is how much you can spend. These are the targets. That's the new, you know, nifty little word. Here are your targets. And, you know, some of these committee heads didn't know the quote-unquote targets until a week before the session. Ended. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that, that was part of the issue. And, yeah, there was a lot of goofy little policy items in there. None of it is law yet because right. for our conversation, it, it hasn't passed. It, it, it hasn't been signed into law yet. Um, in your opinion, um, and I'll come back to another topic soon, but in your opinion, what are some of the absolute biggest that need attention? I know that we've talked about uh, the fisheries being a problem and, and they just have been underfunded for a long time. Are there like two or three that you're like, man, this needs to get done soon? Okay. I'm on, I'm on the MinFish board, you know, the yeah. organization. That is, and, you know, they were pushing real hard for money for uh, hatchery. Uh, hatcheries, let's, you know, get yep, a hatchery. That's what I meant, I'm sorry. And a lot yep. of these hatcheries are old, they're falling apart. Mm-hmm. And public accesses. I think there was about $90 million they were advocating for, either through a bonding bill, which there was no bonding bill, or through this environment bill. And the Democrats had that in there. And Walls, being in front of that Min Min Fish uh, event here, what, three weeks ago, said he was all on board with that. He'd support it. Well, um, you know, the Republicans came forth with a big old $1 million environment bill, so you know, instead of splitting the difference between one million and I think it was a quarter billion, the Democrats came for they they came up with that ten million dollar number. And I don't know. Like I said in my column, I think maybe Walls thought he'd get that in there for in the bonding bill, and then there was no bonding bill. So that that was a real disaster, in my opinion. I you know, seemed like most people could agree. Yeah, fix the damn hatcheries. Oh, yeah. So that you know that didn't happen. Uh, I would say the other issue that really gets under my craw is this chronic wasting disease thing. I mean, yeah. no movement on that at all. I think it would have passed the House. There was an attempt to uh, prevent any new game farms in Minnesota. It actually passed on the first vote. Five Republicans supported it. This is about a month ago. The leadership in the Senate immediately went, whoa, whoa, whoa. They, they adjourned the session dragged all the GOP senators into a caucus and said, get in line, we are not supporting this, went out and had the exact same vote, and it went the other way. Wow. There was no moratorium on deer farms in the state. The only one of the five, by the way, who didn't switch her vote was Kerry Rood, uh, an absolute champion for the outdoors who sadly is retiring. Uh, we're losing her for, for next year, and that's real disappointing. I guess I don't understand. I mean, there can't be a huge, you know, donations coming from deer farms. Is it just out of... Is it out of principle? I, I just don't understand how, um, you know, that could be such a hot-button issue to vote against. Yeah, I, I don't get it either, especially since a lot of these GOP senators, and there were two independents who voted against it, are from rural Minnesota, where, uh, you know, Bob Radio has learned there's a lot of deer that live. Yeah. Um, so it, I, I don't get it. I, you know, I guess generally um, the GOP is going to say we are all in on small business and, and supporting farmers, and we don't, you know, we don't care uh, what the issue is, despite the fact that, as you guys know, deer hunting is a billion-dollar industry in the state. I don't see how they can have a $4 billion surplus. That's a lot. You know, I, and I, I, I— It's more than that. I, it's it's yeah. for, for whatever it is. How, don't they want to—isn't there somebody to balance the budget so it's a little more consistent? You're not $4 billion surplus one year, and then you have a deficit the next year? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, well, man. And, again, guys, it's because when the, when the budgeting went on, you know, looking ahead, it was at the depths of COVID, right? The economy right. had tanked. And the economy came roaring back. The tax 
tax revenue went up, and so there's a big chunk of money sitting there. Like I say, it's it's closer than like nine million or nine billion, I think, for the state, and then there's you know several billion in federal infrastructure. Money. Wow, that's a lot of money. I I don't I I, I don't know. That's that that just freaks me out. I have, I'm not a politician by any means. I'm not a you know a, a budget guy or accountant, but that just seems outrageous to me to have that much in surplus and all of a sudden you have trouble two years down the road that doesn't make any sense to me hey let's talk about the apr that bothers you a little bit as well can they tell you the dnr uh how they can how they can do whether they can do apr or not antler point restrictions sure you broke up on me a little bit there well we talked a little bit about apr on the antler point restrictions there's some concerns there as well and one i was read your article of course and there's a word in there you got to help me out rob you got to be uh, 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 it says here the uh, uh, let's see uh, the, they they they're trying to permit pro- prohibit the DNR by law from ever considering APR again in a spiteful troglodyte attitude. That's a big troglodyte. word. Young. A troglodyte's Ooh. a big word, Rob. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of a long word for caveman. <laughs> um, yeah, it, no, I thought it was a prehistoric bug. Really, yeah, that's funny. That really, <laughs> that one really makes me mad, guys. I mean, I, I I was there in the in the early days on those meetings when groups in the southeast you know, grassroots were trying to do some things to improve deer hunting down there, and there was public opposition, and eventually it worked, and everyone was on board, and then CWD heard it, and I get it, but. For these these centers to come out and just kill it, uh, just out of spite, what the hell is that, man? Have you ever have you ever considered running for some kind of political office yourself? I bet you have. Um, I, I've been asked about that before, and I'll give you the quick answer to that. Um, I could not be a Republican because of their lousy uh, environmental policies, and uh, Democrats don't want me. Uh, I'm uh, I'm too blunt. I'm too probably a little too white and a little too male. <laughs> oh boy. That's interesting. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't pay. Independent. Being yeah. independent. We'll uh, we'll run your campaign. Yeah, don't quote it with sugar, Rob. Tell it like tell it like it is. Don't quote it with sugar. Yeah, that's wonderful. Wonderful. Where do we go from here then, young man? Now if, if we we're at a at a at a dead stop until when? What's gonna make this thing change somehow? Well, uh, we've got an election in November. Um, you know, that's going to totally shake things up. I, I don't know. You know, we, we had split government, uh, you know, with, uh, with a Republican House and a Democratic Senate, which I guess is the only state in the union like that. It's shocking to me. Um, I, I don't know. I, you know, we, we've got the roundtable this week, and I'm going to ask Walls point blank you know, uh, a couple of hard questions, and, and maybe that'll jumpstart some things. Um, you know, we lose some of this federal infrastructure money if we don't, allocate the state matching dollars so there's incentive right to, to, to bring those federal dollars back yeah yeah um you're, you're talking about you're talking about the round table is that for public viewing somehow or can we see that can we see what's happening at the round table you know good questions i i haven't seen an official agenda yet it's this thursday i believe last year they were letting the general public view. Now, it's by invitation only, just because they can't have you know right. a thousand people at the thing. Um, watch my Twitter feed. If I find out that in my my Twitter feed is just my name or outdoor scribe, uh, if I find out that that's a, there's a way to stream that, I will absolutely post the link. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what, Rob, we're gonna let you go. Love having you on all the time. Hey, give us a shout out about your podcast. I think it's a riot. I love I love listening to that time. It's on my in. In my car quite a bit to listen to you guys. What's the name of your podcast? And let's talk about that in just a couple of minutes. It's real complicated. It's Outdoor News Radio. There we go. Uh, and it's, 
and it's uh, yeah, you can stream it on all the on the streaming services, Apple, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of me and, and Tim Lesmeister. We have a good time talking. And lately, we've been delving into some other issues just to mix things up a little bit, just to have some fun. And I, I'm glad it resonates with this group. Yeah, Tim is living the dream, boy. He's a he's a good man. You you, you, you got you <laughs> got to, to be Tim. He likes to talk yeah. blunt too. I like that. Yeah, you have a good sidekick, pal. You you're like uh, Roy Rogers and Gabby Hayes, I think it is. But uh, take care of yourself, <laughs> mate. It's uh, Rob Dries line from Outdoor News. Thanks for sharing your thoughts about the uh, legislative session, and let's see what happens. And we'll see what happens with the roundtable. Thanks for taking taking the time, buddy. Thanks for having me. You bet. Take care. care. Have a great night, boy. This guy, you know, we talk about it every time because. He's fun because he loves the outdoors. He's been involved in the outdoor news for, I don't know, 25, 30 years, whatever it is. Now he's publisher, which is cool. Uh, they took it over, and he knows it all. But he, does, he, doesn't, he doesn't pull any punches at all. I'm just glad that he, there's people out there digging into the stuff. That's yeah. why I like the outdoor news is, you know, we, we sometimes get the headlines, but they really dig in and tell us what's going on, which is You know, great. from what we read in the public all the time, and the, uh, uh, the CWD, a lot of it is – is beginning initiating and, and deer farms, right? Mm-hmm. And because of the proximity of the deer together and all that kind of crap. And I think it's unfortunate for the people who are ha, have the deer farms and they make a living with the deer farms. But I think we should have a right to prohibit those deer farms if it's yeah. going to cause problems with all the public and all the wild. Yeah, as well. it, you know, and I'm I'm very pro business, but it's like these problems always seem to stem from those. Yeah. So I mean, all right, start raising cattle or something. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> And a boy, boy, let's. Mark Luke is running for uh, Congress here yeah, right. in, in a couple of weeks. Be right back with Steve Renneberg of what? Oh, it's a, it's a, yep. it's, it's a, we're going to tease let him. you know. Yeah, well. Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. Thanks to Aurora Asphalt and Concrete. Go to aurora-asphalt.com for a free, quick estimate. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit devilslakend.com, and thanks. Balsam Beach Resort, the only resort on Lake Plantagenet, and that's five miles south of Bemidji. With 2,500 acres of pristine waters, you're going to find some of the best fishing northern Minnesota has to offer. Balsam Beach has been owned by Patty and Clint for nearly 30 years, so you know they treat their guests as family. There's something for everyone from swimming, biking, hiking, daily activities, even Friday night bonfires, or just relaxing in the sun. Let the simple pleasures of fresh air and sunsets do their magic at Balsam Beach Resort. Lately, with raising a family, coaching, and work, I've been feeling tired, foggy, unmotivated, and I can't seem to lose weight like I should. That's why I took the simple step of scheduling a $50 testosterone test that includes blood testing, body composition test, and consultation at Everest Men's Health. After two years of video visits and dismissive checkups, I'm excited to have an in-person meeting this Tuesday. Go to EverestMensHealth.com to schedule a visit with one of their three Twin Cities locations. I did, and I'll let you know how it goes. Hey, uh, last year, the boys and I, Mark, Sam, and I went to Landcastle 2021 in Winstead, Minnesota. Well, Landcastle, Landcastle 2022 
and Winstead Outdoor Show presented by Birkin Outdoors is happening again September 9th and 10th in Winstead. So grab your fish house and come to stay in the state's largest campground of ice fishing houses. Hey, come design with the, the fish house of your dream from Smoky Hills Outdoor Store. Shop in their vendor market and see popular ice fishing products on site, including booths from Clam, uh, ice castle fish houses, new ice fishing gear, and a custom pub with food from Big Boar Barbecue. It's even going to be beer on tap. It's going to be a lot of fun. Landcastle 2022. Join us. We might be there again. Tickets and details at LancastleSummerfest.com. What's the difference between a good net and a great net? Simple. It's all in the features. The Fortis Nets by Clam Outdoors are tough, safe on fish, easy to use, and are backed by a limited time warranty. So you can count on your landing net catch after catch. Available in a wide array of options for all types of anglers, choose from various hoop shapes and sizes, handle lengths and colors. You pick the net that fits your fishing needs and style the best. Learn more at clamoutdoors.com. Tis the season of camping, boating, and fishing, and you don't want to be left out because your trailer's broken. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove can fix it and get you back to the outdoors. Crystal Welding offers a wide variety of services, including welding, maintenance, and repairs for all types of trailers. Crystal Welding is your one-stop shop for all of your trailer needs. Go to crystalwelding.com for more information. Crystal Welding. Solutions. Service. Results. Crystal Welding gets the job Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues excuse? Power Lodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. Hey, welcome back, everybody, for Outdoorsman. A lot of fun. Every Sunday night on mybobcountry.com. You can listen live as well. It's, uh, you know, and I mean, listen to uh, the podcast every Tuesday. It goes, what do you call that? Stream? What do you call that? Live streaming? A podcast? Yeah. Is that yeah. You can listen on. Uh, Anywhere, a major podcast network, we're, we're everywhere. And if you're in your, in your car on the way home from the cabin, maybe next week and whenever it is, uh, uh, between 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock is uh, Brandon Baxter with the, the Homegrown Show. And I'll tell you what, Brandon, you had a wonderful lady, Katie Tessman, and her son Lewis was on today. So if you want to listen to some good music, listen to The Homegrown Show between 5 and 6 before and, us. Before us. And if you want to actually hear guys that know what they're talking about, listen to Real Talk Outdoors oh. right after this. They are the guys with, uh, with all the real info. Not all of them. We just do puff piece interviews. There's three they guys. Know how to fish. There's three guys on Real Talk Outdoors, and two of them know what the hell they're talking about. Ooh, well, which one doesn't? I'm not going to tell Brandon? you. Brandon? They, they think they know who it is. But right now we got Steve Runnerberg, I'm thinking, from uh, Arrowhead Outdoors. Steve Runnerberg, welcome back to the show, sir. Yes, hi, guys. Ely, Minnesota. Boy, I spent a lot of time up there and still do as much as I possibly can. What's happening in Ely, Minnesota? Give us a fishing report first. Let's start. Let's start with that. Oh man, well, guys are doing pretty good up here right now. They're, uh, they're catching walleyes uh, right off their docks during the evenings with a slip bobber and a leech. Right now, it's been uh, pretty fantastic for quite a few people right now. What? How's the how panfish? It, it's the water temperatures about the same up there as the hour down here. What is the difference? You think? Uh, right now we're in the upper fifties. Yeah. Right now, so. 
He's got a lot of reports of panfish kind of going in and out. Last night it was 32 degrees, so I know people were catching them outside the bays today. So, But uh, they, they're trying to look to spawn right now, and the bass are trying to spawn too. And yeah. So we got a lot of that going on right now. Steve Mark here, it seems like everyone we know is heading up to Ely lately. I know Will was there the other week, and uh, Sam was up in that area. And it just seems like a great place. Is, is spring one of the best times to be up there fishing, or is it just a, a mad rush right now? What's it like up there? What's traffic-wise? <laughs> it, it's pretty dang busy up here right now. i got to be honest. Uh, June is typically our busiest month by far here. But uh, as far as fishing goes, I mean, you just kind of got to mix it up as the season goes on. Uh, different fish will come in the season and get really good later in the summer here. But uh, right now, everything's shallow, everything's easy to find, and just about everything is really hungry right now. So that's why June's so popular up here. Hey, Steve. Uh, so Sam went up, and um, this is something I found fascinating last time we went up there and we did the whole dog sled thing is, you know, people automatically think Boundary Waters is where you go when you go to Ely, but there's so many lakes around there that you can camp with boat access. Mm-hmm. Is, can you what what kind of lakes or opportunities are there, and can you help people with that kind of trip? Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely, we can. I mean, there's there's hundreds of lakes around here. They're outside the Boundary Waters, no motor restrictions. Uh, they got motor two campsites. Uh, they got drive up campsites. I mean, there's great forest service campgrounds around here i mean there's tons of places to stay so i mean it really gets overlooked and a lot of times surprisingly you'll see less people outside the boundary waters than you will inside the boundary waters so so i mean that for people who maybe can't get a permit definitely think about coming up and staying on the outside i think uh, i think you'll find a nice place to stay and You'll find out the fishing's pretty dang good on the outside boundary waters. Yeah, we're too. talking with uh, Steve Renneberg. He and Chris own uh, Arrowhead Outdoors, the best bait shop in Ely, Minnesota, as far as I'm concerned, because uh, it's the biggest and it's the best. I'm going to go and- say it's the best bait shop in the state. Whoa. <laughs> yep. Well, that's, yeah, you, you got to prove that, pal. You're going to get sued by somebody. Hey, but i tell you what, you know. <laughs> We have the, of course, everybody knows we have the hunting shack on Mud Creek Road and just off of Lake Vermilion. But I've got a good friend of mine, Scotty Bearclaw, who for years, he and his wife, every year for the least last 20, 25 years, go to Bearhead State Park. And I think Bearhead State Park is like under the radar. What kind of lakes are in Bearhead State Park? I think there's the trout streams and all that in Bearhead State Park as well, right? Yes, yes. There's a couple of little trout lakes in there that uh, don't get a lot of attention. Uh, for the most part, uh, excellent little trout lakes. And uh, actually, Bearhead Lake is actually an excellent fishing lake overall. It just totally gets overlooked by people. And the cool thing about Bearhead Lake is that there's no cabins on that lake or anything. It's completely owned by the state parks, so it has that Boundary Waters feel to it. Excellent fishing. And then you can go park your boat there right on shore and have a campsite right on shore and sleep yeah, in your cool. campers at night. So. That's another great little lake. <laughs> so you could you can actually camp, you can tent on Bearhead State Park. Do you have to have special permits or anything for that? Yeah, you know, it's a state park, so, I mean, you have to get a campsite uh, through the state park there. But uh, I know they have full electric campsites there. They have camper cabins that you can rent. I know they have a house that you can rent, too, there at the park. And they have, uh, they have a couple campsites, too, there on the south end of the lakes there that you got to get in by boat only, too. So... Really quiet little park there, an excellent park to stay at, and it's home to some fantastic fishing in there, too. 
man, I'm just I'm just blown away by all these opportunities up there that you can get to with a boat, you know, with with three small kids and I don't want to dink around with a canoe anymore till they're at least they're mm-hmm. older. It'd be so nice to just drop a boat, throw the tent in the boat, and enjoy yourself. That's you crazy. know the back to, back to Bearhead State Park or something. Uh, I was there. I think it was Governor Rollvog in 1960. What? Never mind. 1965. <laughs> Were we even a state? Whoever. <laughs> who I forget who the governor was when they when that became a state park, and we went. My mom and dad and my brothers and I went there for the grand ceremony to make they make it a made it a state park. And every time we would go and take a ride down there, it's about six or seven miles, if I remember, from 169 into the park itself. But you can see deer all the time. So anytime anyone mm-hmm. would visit my mom and dad up in Ely, they lived up there for a number of years, they would take people down Bearhead State Park at night to see the deer. And they'd be flashing all the time. They had flashlights. <laughs> my mom got busted one time by the, by the DNR. Now my mom, I don't think, and she had a, there was a, a shot, no, there was a gun in the trunk of the car. My mom's got a big old spotlight, you know. She got, she got away with it, but uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy, she said. You know, open the trunk, there's a gun in there. Yeah, that wasn't fun. But it's a beautiful, beautiful drive down there as well. Lots of places up there. What's, um, go ahead, go ahead, Mark. Oh, I just had a question as far as bait shop and bait goes. Are you guys getting all the minnows you need up there? Is there can you get shiners or is it just fatheads? What's what's the supply situation like for everything? Yeah, so right now uh, things are getting a little bit better here as far as shiners go. Uh, you know, they start running about fifty-five degrees, so we finally got there, and now we got some shiners coming in. Uh, as far as the chubs go. Uh, it's getting, it's so-so, it's getting better here. Uh, a lot of the ponds froze out that they raised them and they froze out last winter, so they had to start over on a lot of those ponds. And uh, same deal with the suckers, too. You guys will probably notice a shortage of suckers this summer. Mm-hmm. All, all the sucker ponds pretty much froze out, so they got to start off all over wow. with those ponds now. So, And then with the wet spring, I heard that the, uh, a lot of water has been going into these ponds, so they're getting a bunch of junk minnows in them now. And, so they're going to probably have to end up shocking these ponds and, you know, wiping them clean again to start them over and get them growing the fish they want want out of those ponds. So, so right now it's it's so so it's it's touch and go yet. It probably will be for most of the year. Uh, you know, we're coming into leech season here, so last year leeches were really tough. A lot of them, a lot of their ponds too, dried out, and it was a really bad year for them. So this year. We are getting leeches, but they're small. So, I mean, you're going to have no problems finding mediums. But uh, when you get to your larges, you know, those are going to be a little bit tougher to find. Your jumbos are probably going to be really hard to find this year. When you guys, so, have, when you guys have distributors or, or uh, who, who have all the bait, whether it's the, the minnows or the leeches and all, how do they determine, who, if they're limited, how do they determine who they're going to sell their bait to? Now, you're a big shot. You have a big store there. You're very successful, and you're nice people and all that. Do you have an inside inside track sometimes to get, get it's like bait? like leech mafia. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. When, Actually, and you know, I mean that for, sincerely. I mean that sincerely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so for us, our key to success here is the local trappers here. So we have a good network of local trappers here that we work with, and those guys really can get us leeches during the hardest times. Those guys are the key now to getting the good bait. Uh, but uh, I think... Any other year, you know, if you're just a gas station and you don't have the local trappers, then you're de- more dependent on those bigger uh, wholesalers that bring in bait from all over the state. And then you get wrapped in with everybody else, and it gets a little tougher to get everything you need. So 
so for us, you know, we like I said, we got those local guys, and they they really fill in the gaps for us. So that's a big key to our success. What is the what is the the trick? to keeping leeches i love fish fishing with leeches because they're a piece of cake they're clean and, mm-hmm. it, and they're no nope. and they're yes they are my mark hates them but what is what is <laughs> what is give us some tips as to keeping them living as long as possible and lively during that entire time are there tricks yeah so uh the biggest thing is to buy your leeches early in the year like right now before they spawn now when they spawn it changes something with them where they get the shelf life of about two weeks once they pull them out of the pond. So mm. if, you can, if you can get them now before they spawn, those leeches, and I'll, I'll actually carry leeches all the way to October now. And so those guys will be super tough. And all you really got to do is just keep them in your refrigerator and uh, just change the water on them once a day there. And just don't give them any city water. It has to be lake water or rain water or even spring water. But... No city water whatsoever. So that's really the key with them. You don't even really need to feed those guys. They'll shrink a little on you, but you really don't need to feed them too much. Well, no one, so. you, you said about keeping the leeches in, in your refrigerator. Mark started smirking. I think he's got something to say. I was saying, do you keep the males and females separate then so they don't spawn in your tank or what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. If for some reason, when they come in our tanks, they, don't, they won't spawn. There you go. I'm not sure quite why it's like that, but I think it has to do with water temperature. And uh, being as we have a spring-fed system here, the water never gets warm enough to trigger them to spawn. Well, I tell you what, I'm not very good in cold water myself, kid. I tell you that. <laughs> Super Stew is not going to be doing any spawning at that time. I tell you what, Steve Runneberg of, of Arrowhead Outdoors, he and Chris run a heck of a store up there. You get a chance, they're on the east end of town, south south side of the street. Uh, Ely, Minnesota, and they're wonderful, wonderful people, and it's a great store. They'll they'll help you out. Anytime you go to Ely, you've got to make a stop to uh, Arrowhead Outdoors. Say hi to Chris. Take care of yourself. Thanks for the fishing report. And I'll tell you what, that leeches tip is a pretty good one. Yeah. 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 Don't oh, let you him take, get it on. Yeah, you take care <laughs> of yourself, and we'll, we'll get up there, of course, a couple of times this summer, and uh, love to spend some time with you. Yeah, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you guys. All right, take care of yourself. Good to, see, yeah. good to talk with you. You bet. What do you yeah, got, Mark? Have a good one. Yep. Next time we go to Ely... Let's grab a tent and just spend spend a couple of days on the water. What do you think? I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. It'd be like hangover. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would wait. just need a really long extension cord for my CPAP. Yeah, you would. Yeah. No, here's uh, I have another shout out that wrote in. Thank you, Matt Quick. 11th annual trolling for the troops event out of Camp Ripley with full bird army well, full bird army Colonel Brian and Air Force veteran Joe both caught a bunch of eyes on Malax Friday. Matt Quick, Outdoors Guide Service. Thanks, Matt, for writing that in, and thank you for volunteering your time. Yeah, I got to tell you, my wife and I—we only have a couple of minutes. And uh, Give my your brother, wife, a shout out for listening. My my brother Rob, and my brother Rob is in Florida someplace, and uh, is that Fort Myers or Fort Lauderdale is where he is? Yep, both Florida. Yeah, and uh, he he gave me some sass right now. He he texted me or messaged me, whatever, and said. I don't think you should use the word hell. Did I say hell? Yeah, hell of a something like that. I don't know. Whatever it was. And he wasn't happy with my language on the air. Robert, I apologize, but thanks for listening. We'll get you on because you've hunted once in your life. Let's We'll get you on the air one of these days. <laughs> your dad forced him out. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, then he started, he was all excited because he was following the deer tracks. Uh-huh. Well, he was going the wrong way. The deer tracks were going the other way. <laughs> But that was about a, that's the only time he ever hunted. But he's a he's a good guy, and thanks for listening. Yeah, he is. I've met him. He's a cool yeah. guy. Anyway, we, my wife uh, has been at the cabin for about ten days already, and she'll be there all week here as well. And she's having a 
issues with her back, and she yeah. has to have surgery in a couple of weeks. So I'm pulling for her. So she's working her garden, and they have you know, it's just it's hard for her. So she so had long a, she eats her cream of wheat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, that's an inside joke. We'll share up some other time. But she had a garage sale this last weekend, and thank God I had a golfing tournament to be in because. I wanted no part of it. And what a hassle. You know, I think she made enough for, you know, nine cocktails, and that was about it. But it was a lot of fun for her to communicate with other people. But, you know, people, you have a $1 toaster, and they want to knock you down to 50 cents. It's like, come on, give me a break, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. But Have it. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, lovely lady, and uh, thanks for having the garage sale, making a few bucks, and get rid of some of the stuff. Hey, we're, we're done, I guess. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the 4 Outdoorsmen. Stick around for Real Talk Outdoors. Uh, We have a lot of fun here in the Four Outdoorsman on Bob FM. Have a great week, everybody. In the meantime, my buddy Mark's got some advice. Get outside and make some memories.